This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so welcome to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be speaking to a lady who specializes in only working with one breed. So her name is Kelly Wynn and she is known as the Beagle Lady and she is a dog trainer and she only works with beagles. So Kelly, welcome to the podcast first of all. Hi. Excited to be talking to you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you. I, I've, I'm fairly, fairly new to dog training and I probably started around 2017, 18 when I first got my first beagle. But yeah, it's completely changed my life. I love it. I used to be a police officer mm-hmm. and I left last year, 2019, to do this full time because to be honest, it's so much better than policing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's so interesting. Okay, so how did you go from being a police officer to being a dog trainer? Can you talk me through like what happened? Mm. Yeah, well, I um, I got ill uh, around sort of the end of 2016 with my mental health because being a police officer, we see quite a, a lot of horrendous things. And I was diagnosed with something called cumulative PTSD, which is where it's not one incident, it's a multitude of incidents. So your brain finally goes, uh-uh, that's enough. And I was trying to find ways to get myself better because I have a 10-year-old daughter and a husband and I didn't want to be you know, ill for them. And I did some research online around PTSD dogs, post-traumatic stress disorder dogs. But they don't have them for police officers in the UK. They only have them in America and Canada. But I could see the benefits of having a dog to help me with my mental health. So at the time, my husband wasn't keen. He was a cat person. I mean, how do you call yourself a cat person? I don't know. And I uh, begged. I even cried. <laughs> I was a bit like, please let me have a dog. I know it's going to help me. And then, and then eventually... It was he who found our first beagle, Daisy. He saw Facebook that one of our colleagues was trying to rehome a beagle. And he's always known that I loved the looks of beagles. So it was quite nice that he found her rather than me. And I just, that's, that's, that's it really. I kind of fell in love with her and she came home. But the problem we found was that her behaviour was, was awful. Uh, and I, that was probably the main reason why she was being rehomed. So she was extremely destructive. She was exceptionally hyper, but she was terrible on and off lead, all of those things. I think it was the destructive behaviour that was the worst because I found out about six months after I'd rehomed her that she'd eaten through the previous owner's sofa. So, um, yeah. Oh my but gosh. at that point, I couldn't find a dog trainer who would take me seriously because beagles labelled as stubborn, selfish, untrainable, don't let them off lead because you never see them again. And I wasn't prepared to accept that because I had this beautiful, loving beagle who I wanted desperately to help. So I used YouTube. There's lots or lots of dog trainers on YouTube. And I tried out things with her and things worked and some things didn't work. I also went back to school and um, started to learn dog behavior and psychology because I, I wanted to understand why she was doing some of this stuff rather than just sort of pave over the cracks. And within six months, which is about normal for a rehomed dog, they take a long time to settle. I'd managed to sort everything out. She had perfect recall. She wasn't destroying anything in our house anymore. Her hyperness, I mean, my dad, my mum and dad were, didn't want to come round initially. And then after six months, they were like, oh, we love her. She's so lovely. You've done so well. I'm like, yes, yeah, thank you. And then I kind of thought, oh, I'd love to do this. I'd love to help 
other people with their dogs. So that's what I did. I did it around my policing. I am. Um, so when all my days off, I would go and train dogs, but every breed. Yeah. And then I had an opportunity to have a career break from the police. So I took it so I could build my business. And whilst I was off, I was continuously thinking, oh man, I just want to work with Beagles. You know, yeah. I just want to work with that breed because I want to be able to help as many people as I can know that their dog is trainable, isn't stubborn. They're actually very strong-willed and extremely intelligent. Um, and so they don't take, they, they need a strong-willed person as well. So they need boundaries, they need rules and all that kind of thing. So I decided uh, June, I think it was June last year, that I would steer away from uh, helping every dog and just do beagles. And I can categorically say, hands on heart, it's been the best decision I've ever made. Wow, that is so interesting because like when you start any business, you kind of think, you know, we always think, okay, it's going to take a while to get some momentum going. And then you find something that you really, really enjoy. And then you, you might change, you might pivot a little bit and go in that direction. But it sounds like you've just kind of just gone like a rocket into dog training <laughs> and done really well. And yeah. purely because of the, the love that you've had for your own dog, which is just yeah. extraordinary because having that great case study just gives you so much, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Experience. Yeah. But then to go within like, not even, it sounds like it wasn't even within a year. And then you mm. think, okay, I'm going to just work with beagles. But then that's, mm. you know, you found your, you found what you really, what really kind of drives you and what you really want to do, haven't you? Yeah. So that's just extraordinary. So, and also I'm really relating to this because I had a terrier called, also called Daisy and she was untrainable. <laughs> didn't do anything to, didn't yeah. do anything that I told her. Uh, she didn't eat. Oh, she used to chew up the odd scatter cushion, but she, mm. what she really loved was just squishing the sofa and climbing all over it. She was always running off. <laughs> so I relate to so many of these things, and I wish I'd watched more YouTube videos. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it's fascinating. Sorry, I've gone off on a little bit. No, but, um, it's okay. So tell me about like what is it? What is it about beagles and their character that that you think? people really need to understand and that why you know why they should have a specific dog trainer yeah um well do you know do you know what i think every breed needs its own specific trainer really because yeah. if you gave me a chihuahua i'd be like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing you know but but yeah. the thing with beagles i was that person who just like there's lots of people out there that think beagles are adorable they're well cute and so I, I did no research, no nothing. And I just got the, I just got Daisy. And then obviously that was it. Like it was a massive learning curve for me, but they are, you have to have a specific lifestyle for a beagle. Yeah. It's no good having a lifestyle. Well, what that you're out of the house eight, nine hours a day, or you live in a flat. You need to be a very outdoorsy kind of person because beagles were trained to be hunters and they were trained to be leaders. So where you've got your Labrador, who is very human centric, will do what they're told, you know, go off and catch, get, get the prey that the, the hunter has shot. Beagles were trained to have autonomy, to scent and catch their prey and us follow. Mm -hmm. So if you don't fulfill that need for them, they become extremely behavioral problems like destructive behavior and, and anxiety and all those kind of things. So you have to have, you've, and also you've got to be quite a strong character because they are so strong-willed, particularly in the first two years of their life. When they're in adolescence, Beagle Welfare tell me that 
more dogs are rehomed, sort of in their adolescent period, more beagles are rehomed in their adolescent periods than, than any other time because of their nature. Their ears switch off. <laughs> they don't do anything you ask them to do. They're extremely hyper. So, yeah, they are a breed that needs a very strong human behind them, basically. Wow, okay. So how old was Daisy when you got her then? She was coming up for two. She's okay. now five. Yeah, she was she was coming out of adolescence. So mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, her previous owner had her while she was at her worst. Yeah. And also, they still follow her, me on Facebook and they'll say, oh, you've done so well and I wish we wish we'd had the patience. And, and I said to them, I, I understand why you gave Daisy up and it's fine. You know, it's absolutely fine. I think sometimes we have to make such a hard decision. They'd had dogs all their life. They'd had all breeds, every single breed you could think of. They'd never had a beagle before. And they, and people will tell you that if they've had other dogs before, beagles are like no other dog. They're mm-hmm. just, they're, they're just, um, it needs a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. And you, you do need to put a lot of training into them to get them to a place where they are as chilled and, and calm as my daisy is. Age does have a, age has a massive impact on them, but I would say probably from about naught to four years, they're, they're all over the place. <laughs> well, then you've seen, you, like, I totally see what, where, where the old owners are coming from. And, and it's lovely mm. that they still see her and they know that she's yeah. got a lovely life, but also like you've been in that, extraordinary situation where you've been able to completely devote your life to her haven't you and also mm. then she's now your relationship with her now has created what you you know evolved into yeah. your business yeah I know brilliant. so it's just yeah she's just completely changed my life and I know people say things like that and you know you hear it all the time oh yeah. no so so she's changed my life she literally has I no longer I'm no longer a police officer I resigned last year I, I adopted another dog because another beagle because I wanted to to help another beagle and actually between the two of them I now have experienced every single problem that a beagle owner will ever have <laughs> so that so it's really cool that I've been able to do that but yeah she's I use her a lot in my training now as well so she helps socialize other beagles she helps teach them recall she will tell me like someone else will contact me and say my beagle's really aggressive on the lead can you help me so I take Daisy with me and Daisy's got such a she's got a remarkable sense of empathy and also able to read body language so so well that if she she'll see the dog it'll be barking like a nutter and if she goes straight up to it I know it's not aggressive I know that it's all fear based if she's a bit wary of the dog then I know that there's obviously something that I need to be wary of as well. So she's remarkable in that respect. She just helps me so much with my training. Wow, that is just absolutely amazing. And, and she sounds like such a lovely dog. And oh, just, yeah, just is. such a testament to you and all your hard work and all those YouTube videos yeah. you watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You've done this. It's brilliant to hear the stories like this. Um, okay, so you know, like, so you've left the police, you set up as a dog trainer and, and you've build this new business and then you think okay I'm only going to work with beagles what did you have to do did you have to say to clients I'm sorry I'm I'm, I'm Mm. only going to work with beagles and what was that like it was hard in the beginning because as you can imagine when you're building a business around a specific breed like a beagle then they're not in everybody's home Mm. so if I walk out my door I probably see five cockapoos within within the space of five minutes but spotting a beagle is much harder so just turning away work I have I obviously have a mortgage and bills to pay so it was definitely a case of 
having a lot of guts, a lot of yeah. uh, being able to say, no, this is, this is what I do now. And it was very slow to start with. But the, we live in a great time now. We have internet, we have social media. So I was able to build my business purely on social media. Uh, I literally, only this week have I got a web page. Wow. I've, I've built everything through mostly Facebook. But I'm on all social media and I have a YouTube channel as well so that yeah. I can start to help people with their training. But yeah, I, the thing I found, I found people were quite negative about it. Mm. So. And it wasn't dog trainers. That wasn't the case. It was actually people closest to me. You'll not get any work. And what are you doing? You're being ridiculous. And why, why are you deciding to niche just into one dog? You know, you're pigeonholing yourself. And I'd be like, yes, but the thing is, I know that breed inside out. I know everything about it. I know it's, I know I can look at a beagle. I know what it's thinking, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. But now my, like, I know my dad won't mind me mentioning this, but my dad is now my biggest fan. He's like, oh, I, I just didn't see it working, Kel. But, you know, now I can, he's <laughs> brilliant. The amount of people you help, because he's on my Facebook group. So he's always like, he's oh. always on there having a look at it. So, yeah, I, if anyone is thinking of niching, I couldn't recommend it more. But you have got to have a lot of guts in the beginning because work is coming to you, but it's not your breed. Mm. And that's when you, you've got to be able to say no. Yeah, it sounds really tough, but you know now you've seen the you've seen the benefits of it, and you, yeah. you know. And I agree with niching, and I think being you know I've got a terrier, and the woman who I worked with, Sue McCabe, she's got terriers, so she's you know she understands my dog's breed really mm. well. And you know, if you've got the choice between somebody who works with all kinds of breeds of dogs or someone who works with your breed, you're going to go for that person because, yeah, like you say you've experienced every single problem a beagle owner could have, which is great. Mm. And it's mm. Daisy and Billy, isn't it, with your two yeah. dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and cool that, that Daisy goes along and helps you and helps you work out what's going on with the dogs as well. It's just mm. great. And for you to have learned all of this in such a short space of time, it's absolutely remarkable. I just think no, it's thank brilliant. You. Oh, so I'm I've, just a tenacious learner, though. I'm, that's what I've always been like. If, yeah. Once I get a bee in my bonnet, I'm like, right, I'm going to learn everything I can about this. <laughs> Fantastic. So have you done, like, official, like, I know you did. You mentioned you did the, Tell me about the official training that you've done as well, because I know you've like learnt lots on the on the go and with your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I've done um, diplomas levels three and four in yeah. dog behaviour. I'm doing a level five now, which is a foundation degree, so it's the yeah. one before the degree. I've also did I've done some courses with IMDT, which is the Institute of Modern Dog Training, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly learning so I go to seminars and bits and bobs like that so pet professional they've got some seminars coming up that I'm a member of so I'll be going along to that so yeah and I I think what I have found the only negativity I have found around other dog trainers is my style of dog training some of it is online and people say you can't train online what I did (laughs) so I trained my own dog through YouTube and it worked amazingly and also we are a, a society now where particularly with beagles they're all over the country so i can't travel to scotland mm. necessarily so the online stuff what i do is i have videos of the training so that they can watch them and then try to replicate them but they also have my support so that i can talk them through they send me videos so i can see what styles they're doing so there's ways and means and also because training now is very different to what it used to be so you know it's all positive training yeah. no negative training which which obviously I love 
the negative trainers, negative training trainers, so things like e-collars and um, dominance theory and all that lot, they're finding it hard to move forward into this, what they would call namby-pamby type of dog training. Mm. But it's not. For me, positive reward training means that the dog makes the decision themselves rather than the dog doing something through fear or pain. So I much prefer it. And I love, I love seeing my dog, Billy, because he had a very bad fear aggression. So his natural reaction when he was scared was to bite. So I've, had, I've got a few Billy scars on my wrist and stuff like that. But now to be able to watch him, he's got impulse control now. To watch him actually make the decision not to bite is just absolutely fascinating to watch. And if he does growl at me now, he snaps out of it so quickly. And then he licks my hand as if, so I'm so sorry, mummy, I didn't mean to do that. But that's because we've done, or well, I've done all the positive training. And so he's making the decision himself rather than doing it because I've pressed a button on an e-collar or something, you know? So yeah, I much prefer that style of training. Definitely. Okay, so no, that's really, really, really interesting to hear. And I think what you've said about like not learning about people being a little bit anti-learning online. I think the other thing that we've got to understand is not everyone can afford to pay for a dog trainer. Exactly. And you Ultimately, you, you are doing what you're doing because you want to help people. So if you mm. can put out videos on YouTube or do things on your Facebook page or your group, what's going to help people, then mm. they're great. And, you know, years ago, we didn't have this. You did have to buy a book or go to see someone face-to-face. And yeah. you're doing what you're doing because you want to help people. So... And also, if when it's reward-based training, you're not going to do anything to injure the dog or harm the dog because all you mm. do is getting them to make decisions and giving them whatever reward it is. Again, remember, I'm not a dog trainer, so yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> but I just yeah. think I think it's easy for people to be quite negative on people who can't afford really fancy food or can't mm-hmm. afford training. It's like not everyone everyone can, can they? So no, and you no, want to be exactly. able to help everybody, don't you? So I think yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So how do people? We talked a little bit about YouTube and stuff, but how mm. do people? find you and how can people like how do people first how do you get on people's radar first of all I started with social media and I started with a Facebook group page type thing and it just started to grow from there really I started off with a few members helping them with their problems so that's basically what I do on my Facebook group you can post a behavioral problem Mm -hmm. and I will answer your question and then the members can also chip in and give their experiences and what worked for them which I think is lovely because we can all beagles are different so trying all different things to to see what fits is exactly what I did with Daisy so I really encourage that Uh, and then what I was finding was that the the, these lovely people were then recommending me on other beagle sites beagle Facebook groups so then they were coming to me and and then my group just expanded rapidly to the point where I'm known in Australia Canada India, America, and Morocco now as well. Wow. Um, and then also because I, I tailored my, well, I needed to have Beagle in my title. So the people now, if they go onto Facebook and put in Beagle, I come up as one of the searches. And it's just, it's just been amazing just to, to meet all of these people. And also a lot of them have the same problems. So that's why I then started doing videos because it just meant that I could say, right, okay, here's a video of me explaining why that's happening and what you can try to do to try and fix it. If it doesn't work, please come back to me. And then I offer a 23 minute, free 20 minute call. Yeah. Um, and in that call, I will assess their problem. And sometimes 
I personally think they don't need training. They just need this one little tip. Off you go, sort it out. And then there are people that will come to me with severe separation anxiety, aggression, resource guarding, and I'm like, yeah, we actually need to work together. So, and I can still do that online. I mean, I, I do face-to-face as well. I still do face-to-face. I travel up to anything up to two hours from my home address, which is in Stignage, Hertfordshire. Okay. So I've been down to Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Kent, Essex. Where else have I been? I've been all over the place, really. But I quite like the travel, but I just didn't want to do any more than that because that's four yeah. hours travel per day. So, yeah, I and my group now, we're, we're coming up for 4,000 members. And... People are finding me through that or YouTube. And I had a call with a guy from Texas last week. Wow. Yeah, I know. You know, when you get an email that says, hello, ma'am, and you're like, what's this? And then I realized (laughs) he obviously was from America because he just kept calling me ma'am all the time. And we had a call and he is a beagle breeder in Texas, uh, has a 50 acre ranch. His facilities just look absolutely amazing because when people say they're a breeder, I'm always like, oh, poppy farm always goes through my head. I made sure I researched him to make sure he was genuine. And he found me through YouTube. So he wants to refer all of his beagle behavioral problems to me because he wants to be the best breeder in the, in the US. And he wants to know if, if he can do anything to help. But also his dogs go on to be show dogs. So yeah, I, and America have the most amount of beagles in the whole of the world. Wow. So yeah, they, they're in their top 10. You know, beagles don't even feature in our top 10 in the yeah. UK, but they do in, in America. They, the Americans still use them a lot in hunting, so small game like mm-hmm. rabbit and hare, but they're becoming very popular as pets. And they have exactly the same problems as we do in the UK. So it's easy to transfer that training to other countries as well as just the UK. So that's my plan. Global world domination, beagle lady. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just no, it's so it's so fascinating listening to you talk. And I just had I just thought about Meghan Markle. Sorry, Megan, I don't know what her name is now. The Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she had a, she's got a beagle, hasn't she? Yeah, and, she has. Yeah, I remember when when her and Harris got together and thinking, Oh, it must be so sad for her leaving that door. I know, I don't know how she that. did it. But yeah, I honestly don't know. She, so yeah, 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 yeah. She's got him back. So I'm I saw that in the newspaper the other week, actually. I think it's I think it was to do with his health. He couldn't travel to the UK, but where they are now, it's actually not that far. So she's, mm. I, I can you imagine that first day she got to see him again? Oh. I'd, I'd be crying. I know I would, I know. but then I'd struggle to leave them in the first place, to be honest. I know, but no, oh, but it's crazy as well, but really interesting that they're like in the top 10 dogs in America. Mm. So, yeah. Well, learn, I bet you'll learn loads from speaking to, from dealing with the guy in Texas as well about mm. what's going on over there. It's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Course, your methods will be, you will be very different to some of the methods people will be familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Americans there, still, they? Yeah. They are very, they buy in a lot to e-collars. So the electric collars, they are, they're looking to ban them here in the UK. They're already yeah. banned in Wales. But yeah, the Americans um, use them quite a lot. And it's a hard, it's a real hard one because the reason why they've got such a bad rap is because uneducated people use them incorrectly. But if you used correctly, I mean, I still, I'm not a fan of them. I'll never use one, but I'm open to everything. But if they are used correctly, they can help beagles with their recall and bits and bobs. But I'm a whistleblower, like as in I, I, I whistle train all my beagles. So I'm like, come on, let's, let's swap you from the collar to the whistle, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think educating uh, the US is, is going to be really exciting as well. 
so yeah hopefully they'll they'll buy into some of my my training methods yeah it's interesting because i worked with a few american ladies um last year and they when i was asking about the background and the people who were around them in their businesses both mm. of them in different parts of america said that they the other dog trainers in the areas used e-collars and they didn't mm. and that was what set them apart i mean here in the uk if you know if we see or hear about somebody mm. using collars you know it's uproar isn't it but mm, yeah. it's really different but it's it's fantastic to think that you're taking your teachings and and what you do and also your amazing experiences from your own mm. dogs to america to educate people it's mm. fantastic yeah. so well, that's that's kind of like my my aim in life yeah. is to stop because beagles are one of the most rehomed dogs in the uk and beagle welfare obviously are, are the leading charity in rehoming beagles and I just want to stop I just want to stop all these beagles being rehomed just through small amounts of education tiny bits of education like for instance resource guarding you know a lot of beagles are rehomed due to resource guarding because of biting and things like that but by educating them on how to manage that I can prevent these dogs from being rehomed so yeah because you know having had to dogs adult dogs that have been rehomed it does take them a really long time it can take six to 12 months for them to settle down and feel like they're at home mm -hmm. and some of them actually it's been uh, research has shown they're not just beagles but any dog that's um rehomed can actually suffer from ptsd because the leaving their owners no matter what kind of situation they've been living in is traumatic very yeah. traumatic for them so um, yeah, I think that's why Billy ends up. He's like he's like my he's glue. Billy is my Billy. He's like glued to me the whole time. I think my husband might be a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm familiar with that as well. Yeah. It's also interesting about your um, the because empathy is such a big thing, isn't it? And you've mm. been through you know you've had PTSD yourself, and and you you've had this you know you see this with animals and stuff and that empathy and your life experience I think you know if you've maybe if you've gone into doing what you're doing from university you'd be completely different mm. or from school you'd be a completely different person yeah a dog trainer than you are now so it's um, it, all your life experiences all kind of feed into what you do now don't they yeah so tell me I know you've just mentioned about the guy from Texas mm. uh, but tell me what other kind of opportunities you've had from only being the beagle lady so only dealing with the one breed so I've had uh, some contact from beagle welfare as well yeah. who are starting to refer people to my facebook group particularly around resource guarding i i'm going to cross this year as me but yeah. already there's quite a few people that are going that can't wait to meet me and also the ladies at beagle welfare want me to go and say hello uh yeah i i think as time goes on those opportunities hopefully will start to to appear more and more i mean i, I have been i've been doing it less than a year yeah. so i kind of where will i be in another year and a year after that that kind of thing i think i might have i might i, I truly will be the beagle lady because keep saying to my husband i need another one i need at least five can i have five <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, when you have a bigger house when we have a bigger house you can have as many as you like i'm like okay all right yeah i know one of the, the in fact kerry, kerry jordan who um she's a pet photographer i was talking to her yesterday and she's like the mm. winner. maybe she's got five oh um, wow i know i'd like to have oh. one more terrier um, but we'll, we'll see we need oh. to house as well see i i also home board beagles so i literally do have about four or five in my house most days so oh, i'm i'm it. really lucky in that and i and i get the same ones they come in the time so they kind of come like my little family and yeah. so yeah 
That's fantastic. Okay, so tell me about what would your advice be for other people who are thinking, actually, yeah, this kind of makes sense. I'd just like to be mm. one breed. What would you say to them? Oh, go for it. Absolutely. I would totally. It's a lot of work because you have got to get yourself out there um, and you have got, you know, people have got to know who you are and where you are. So social media is key. And you can't just post every week. You've got to be posting every single day and also joining specific groups for the breed that you want to work with. So I'm on quite a few beagle groups yeah. where I can, where I'm, I can comment. I don't, I don't ever advertise because I think that's rude. Yeah. But if people are looking for guidance, I'll add some tips in there. But most people now have now actually attach my group in those groups. So that's, that's easier. It's easier for me. But no, I, I think from a confidence standpoint, I don't have any fear around any kind of dog training when it comes to beagles, mm-hmm. you know, because I know them so well and I know their quirkiness, I know their habits, I know their body language because beagles have got the most overt body language compared to any dog I know. It just means that when I, I don't feel, I feel confident. I have a, you know, rather than someone say to me, can you come and look at my chihuahua? I'd be like, maybe I can probably still help you, but I wouldn't know their quirkiness and bits and bobs. But also like what you said earlier, people now are looking for experts, not just in dog training, but anything Mm -hmm. for what they want. So like yourself, you know, you're a pet journalist, that's, someone like me would be looking for you not just any old person to help me but you know specific to what I'm dealing with and it's the same with dogs and I think probably the reason why we've not we've not done it so far is because we feel that we would end up getting no work and it's just having that guts and trust in yourself that you can do it and but just know that it takes a little bit of time you know, yeah. you, you could easily go out there and, and become a dog trainer and train every, every breed. But if you decide to just do one breed, it does take a bit of time. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe with you, you know, having your old job and everything, you maybe had a bit of a bit of breathing space, I guess. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which always helps, doesn't it? But no, it's just so interesting talking to you. Okay, so what's next for you, the Beagle Lady, apart from uh, you want to get a few more dogs? Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, just, again, just trying to get as much exposure as possible so that I can help as many Beagles as possible. And owners, because let's be honest, it's the owners rather than the dog most of the time. And that's what I love doing as well. I love giving owners the confidence because sometimes they're great with the love, 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 love. But then they think, oh, if I'm a little bit assertive, then my dog won't love me as much. So I love giving them that as well. I hope at some point that I might be invited to Crufts and yeah. stuff like that. That's definitely on Dogfest. I love Dogfest. That's in oh. Nibworth. Yeah. And then there's one up near, I think it's Cheshire they do in. They do two yeah. a year. Yeah, just... And then also Beagle meetups and things like that. So I'm going to start going to Beagle meetups all over the country. I'm also going to have some workshops across the country as well. So I've got one planned in Dorset for April. I've got one planned for my local area, March. Um, and then I've got, there's a lot of Beagles up north. So hopefully hoping to go up north. So, yeah. Yep. Wow, I was going to say, um, I live in Newcastle um, and mm. there's a couple of kind of Instagram beagles up here. There's one called Jeremy Beagle, which I absolutely oh, love that name. Brilliant. If you yeah. had a beagle, you've got to call it Jeremy, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And then there's another one called Gary Beagle. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, who I follow. They, they, they both live like, they live really near me. I'm not quite sure yeah. where, but I know there's a lot of beagles up here. Um, 
so yeah definitely beagle lady on tour sounds like a brilliant yeah yeah and did you say you've got a podcast coming up as well yeah so i've got social media i've got youtube i've started a blog on my um web page and then yeah the next one is podcast because one of the things i've learned through my own experience is that we all learn differently so some people will want to read some people will want to watch and some people want to listen so I'm trying to cater for everybody I've also started I should hopefully have an ebook out about aggression in beagles coming out as well in the next couple of months so I'm just trying to get every avenue so that everybody can find me and everybody can get help basically yeah, I agree with the um, with the different kinds of media because I, I was always a reader, but because I, mm. I listen to podcasts myself and I really mm, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, that's made me think. Actually, shall I try and do this? So yeah, so yeah. Well, I'm really appreciative of you coming and joining me. And it's so oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, about all the stuff you do and also your really compelling lovely story that's behind what you do as well which you know as a journalist I love that these are the kind of things that I love and I get really excited about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But okay, no, it's been fabulous. So tell me where people can find you then. Okay, so literally on everything, so from YouTube to social media to the internet, I am The Beagle Lady. So okay. www.thebeaglelady.com. And then, yeah, if you tap in, I'm even on TikTok. I've started, I've started a TikTok account. So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. I'm everywhere so yeah and I'm known and that's well you can't really forget me the beagle lady no absolutely okay well what I will do is I will put all of your links I'll do a blog post to go with this podcast and do put all of your links in the in there as well so people can no thank you find you but thank you so much it's been wonderful talking to you and I will hopefully see you at Crufts later on this year as well yeah that'd be awesome thank you okay thank you for listening to the publicity for pet businesses podcast For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.